Hey everybody, welcome to Big Friday. We're going to preview the Saratoga card, at least some of the races. We're not going to talk about the two-year-old races because they are they look a little chalky and crapshootish anyways. So we're going to talk about the allowance races and the stakes. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the elephant in the room, the stewards. And hopefully tomorrow there's no tough calls. Please, jockeys, ride straight tomorrow just for one day, okay? Just one day. We can't take any more of this steward's Twitter. But uh, we'll be right back. Barry and I will break down the card for you. Is this uh, Barry Spears from Daytona? That that would be me. That would be me. Glad you could make it here on Traver's Eve. Thank you for having me. You know what I should have said? It was CZ Rocket's biggest fan. That's what I should have said. You are CZ Rockets, Daytona, Florida. True. Probably his only fan. For a whole lot of reasons. It's not. He's not a real popular horse. No. He's like the anti Whitmore. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> Everybody kind of roots for Whitmore, even if he gets, you know, even if he beats it's it. Like, black. well, yeah, that sucks. But hey, you know, at least Whitmore. he ran. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad. So, <laughs> a special edition of uh, Big Friday, I guess we can call it. Oh, we like the Big Friday, homie. Not a Big Friday for the stewards in no. Saratoga. It's a bad Friday for them. It's a bad year for them. Yeah. This this is this is the peak. I hope. I hope it doesn't go any higher. Like this is it. It can it it can only get better, right? From here, it, it's it's really gone off the tracks here. That was ridiculous. I mean, and and you know me, I'm not one to to rant and rave. Typically, like me, <laughs> I've learned a few things along the way. You know, doing the Big Monday show. However, that was pretty bad. How could they miss that? And I'll be honest, in none of the cases that I've complained about this week did I have, um, that was the outcome affecting anything that I had bet. Most of the races I hadn't even bet. So it's not like it's sour grapes. It's just wanting things to be done properly. And the business and is, uh, I don't know how, how to say it other than like, you have to do everything right. And if you don't do it right, then you have to figure out what you did wrong and fix it, right? <clears throat> I mean, we need to strive to do the best we can for, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Number one, it, it's the right thing to do for the integrity of the sport as a whole. This is your biggest meet, right? This is your biggest meet. I mean, sure, we have high-profile events like the Kentucky Derby Day and the Breeders' Cup and Triple Crown Race and things like that, but this is day in, day out, the most watched, the most bet upon, the most talked about meat <clears throat> that we have in this country. This is our Royal Ascot, and, and it goes 40 days. And there's always going to be calls that are controversial yes. because – opinions are always going to be included in this in the view of the stewards the the horse did or did not blah 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 
But today's was one of those cases where you always err on the side of caution. You always, when there's something that, that looks bad, when, when the announcer makes the call, the first lines is the horse seemed to break through the gate prior to the start. That's the tip off. <laughs> right. Not hanging an inquiry. Why don't you put one up? Because yeah. when you don't put one up, and everybody in the world has been alerted by your announcer who is doing his job, then you just bring a lot of uh, negative connotations to, to what you're doing. And the fact of the matter is, Pat Cummings put the rule up. The rule states, I mean, it states that a horse is a starter when the stall gate opens under the, the direction or the, uh, I can't remember the word, but essentially when the starter opens it, that horse left the gate prior to the starter opening the gate, therefore should not be a starter. It's like, um, you know, when you're in, you, you watch Law and Order and, and uh, you know, they screw up one piece of the evidence. So all the pieces, all the evidence that everything pertains ran. to that, that's a, it's the same thing. And I got, I got, you know, another announcer who's a steward somewhere trying to argue with me. And I'm like, dude, you aren't understanding what the problem is. It's not a matter of was the horse compromised or not. That should not Shouldn't matter. matter. Right. That's, that's irrelevant. The horse's gate was opened, not by the starter by the horse itself it's unfortunate it, it's it's you know um no yeah. one you know, it's no one's real fault it was a split second thing <clears throat> but if that horse had broke through the gate and one two well what if he broke it broke through the gate two seconds before and not just a not, not just a half a second or a second right what if it broke through two seconds before and, right. and remove ran any, in the race you need to remove any doubt it would it wouldn't have even been a question, right? They right. obviously would have would have declared there was a non starter. So, like, what's the difference to me between one second and two seconds? Nothing. The starter didn't start that horse. That horse started itself. Everything yeah. else, was it compromised? Was it not compromised? And even if you make the um you know, the claim that the horse didn't break before the other horses. Clearly, something made that horse hesitate, right? And we don't, it's very, very difficult to, to, to tell from the camera angles if the assistant starter still had his hand on the horse. Well, he obviously had his hand on, but, you know, did, did you know, what was he? It, it just, just declare the horse a non starter, take the punishment, um, you know, of, of having to refund some money and, and, and move on. I mean, right. It seemed like a slam dunk. Like th th there was a no brainer. That was like a gift for them to do the right thing. And it was just an unforced error. Just totally bumbled. Didn't even look at it. Like I, I think people may have taken it a little better if they hung up the inquiry sign and looked at it and then decided whatever they decided. And that would have softened it. Made the wrong decision. But at least like you're you're, you're right. Why, why not hang the inquiry sign up? You know. Why not let the people see? But I, I don't know. I, it, to me, it's, um, I mean, one good thing that, that's been, that's happened is that they have the, you know, the four camera angle uh, shots of the Stewart's reviews. So like you said, wouldn't it be better if, if, you know, 
people are looking at it as they're looking at it. And but even so, the problem is this: the rule, the rule is is, is clear. <laughs> the, the horse shouldn't have been declared a starter because she did not start when the stall gate was opened by the starter. She started when the stall gate was opened by her nose. And that's after, you know, the other day where there was just, you know, a a comedy of errors. And it's just, it's it's like nothing. I mean, you know, there was a, there was a, a a race at, at Monmouth. Someone alerted me to the fifth race. Yes. And I mean, I was way. It's like, you know how in basketball, you know, I don't know if you've heard that or anybody's heard this, but there's the old saying you, just, you used to jab at the refs and say, hey, nobody came to see you referee. And it's almost like that in, in, in horse racing now where they're becoming more noticed than they should. They're becoming a sideshow that doesn't need to happen. You know, just just make the right call and move on. And the point I was trying to make on social media the other day is the root of this problem isn't the stewards. It's the it's it's the stewards. Well, it is, but it isn't. And the the guys just ride too rough. They just do, and that is a direct um, correlation. Has a direct correlation to the the inconsistent and and lack of um, stewards. You know, putting your foot down. These three-day suspensions are laughable. Laughable. I think somebody got a 10-day one out west today. They should get... Listen, and, and... Listen, I respect the job that the jockeys do. And I like most of those guys. And they're competitive guys. They want to win. Especially places like here. They guys want to win. I remember Jerry Belly would... He would write... He would, his agent would tell me before this meet, I don't care what you got. If you think it can win, <laughs> if they put up a a $2,500 claimer will ride him if you think he'll win. You know, he, these guys want to win here. But who would ever follow the law, the speed limit, if there was no cops giving out tickets? <laughs> and when you get a ticket, okay, it's kind of a pain in the ass, right? <clears throat> but when you get the second one and the third one and you get the fourth one, you don't have a license anymore. It gets... It, that never happens. And, you know, this is a big part of the, 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 the issue in that there's more calls to make. So now because there's more, more calls to make because the guys are riding as rough as they are. And, and if honestly, field size is, is about two thirds of what it used to be. So, so it should be we, easier, we, I guess, to, to maintain that straight course. <laughs> we should have cleaner run races. I'm, I'm telling you, I tell everybody this. Go, wa- go watch the races from the late 90s and early 2000s. All right? That's not 50 years ago. That's 20. Yeah, and, no and, the, and, no and, and the video's good enough, you know? Yep. Everybody drove, yep. Everybody r- runs straight for the most part. Yeah. They run straight. Not and you, and These days, it's hard to nope. find a race where, where everyone runs. Nobody straight. runs straight. <laughs> if, if, the, if the 94 Travers... Because this is, you know, the Travers Day uh, preview. If the 94 Travers was run today, Holy Bull would have carried concern to the 11 path. They'd and have still, finished, they'd have finished and still an outside won. rail. And still won. But still, it, it, I mean, that that's what happened. Those two horses 
you know, came into the stretch, concerned, you know, Jerry Bailey kind of put him over towards Holy Bull, but they went right, both ran straight as an arrow down the lane. Mike Smith hit Holy Bull about 47 times between the eighth hole and the, and the wire. <laughs> I think that's, that's being too, too minimal. I think it was more than that. He didn't hit him at all. Like from the three ace pole, he just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And then it was, it was almost past the eighth pole, like with like the last 16th of a mile. Yeah, I was going to say the last 16th. And he didn't duck out. It's just frustrating because, you know. This was a layup, man. This was a, a layup. There's just so many calls that are that are not made. You know, how do you take the horse, Cancel's horse down the other day, which I thought was the right move to, to make. I, I thought that horse should come down, but that's that's the way it should be adjudicated. <clears throat> but you left the Hall of Fame stakes race, which was almost okay. the same thing, and the horse was, and the hell, he almost went down. And you say, well, and then they came up with it, well, it had nothing to do with parimutuel placings, which has nothing to do with it. The rule is very clear. The, the placing part is after the word or. It's a two-part rule. You can take a horse down for interference, for impeding a horse, for, for intimidating a horse. There is no, and, and there's tremendous amount of discretion. So the people that tell me, oh, well, I have to follow the rules, that's, that's nonsense. <laughs> that's nonsense. Not to mention, who is there that oversees them? Well, I think that's 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 more the issue. It's like, well, you know, you can't just have them do whatever because this is what happens. So well, having another check on that balance is the appropriate way to handle it. But, you know, it goes back to that whole thing that, that, that I always tell you that's going to be the downfall of this sport is that's the way we've, all, we've always done it. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> And I, and I hate that we've spent 15 minutes talking about it because it's just, it's tedious. And I, and I know people get pissed off about, you know, what's going on. I mean, just look at social media. People erupt. Oh, my um, God. But, I, you know, at some point, the industry's got to say, well, hey, you know, we're dying from the, you know, the death of a million little cuts. Yeah. No one's going to walk out of the track tomorrow and say, you know what? I'm never betting again. I mean, maybe there is a guy that's going to say that. But, <laughs> I was going to you know, say there might be a couple. But it, 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 it goes to the integrity of the game. And, and you know, uh, and a guy who I respect his opinion was trying to tell me the other day, oh, it's the same in other sports. No, it's not the same in other sports. We are not baseball. We are not football. We are not basketball. Those sports will be around in the future. Those sports don't depend on people betting on their games. I mean, the NFL, you know, it's a lot more popular because of it. And and a lot of the money that uh, their revenues are going to start, you know, being, uh, they're, they're going to make money off of, of wagering. <laughs> but we, that's almost the only way we make our money. And, and you know, NBA and NFL referees are great at each game and given a report. Say, yeah. <laughs> And, and well, if my dad it, was doing that, I mean, it was a session after every single game. They had I mean. ready to go and he would watch and they'd critique it and say, hey, you missed this call right here. You know, you can't you can't have that or you know what I mean? And they'll do it after every game. There's there's a supervisor of officials that that delegates and they, they assign the games 
and then they review any bad calls and then every single game. And this goes all the way down to the collegiate level. As they should. And right, the, the good referees move up and, status <clears throat> and the bad ones, you know, if they're bad enough, they get rid of them. That's uh, correct. And, and the problem is this. And, it's, and part of it's the system as well. It's the, the system is not made up um, to succeed. But the stewards tonight or right now are, are, are out to dinner, blah, blah, blah. And they think they did the right thing. They really do. And, you know, and this idea that they bet. They don't bet. They're not. These are the kind of people that are going to bet the races. Yeah, but who's going to tell them otherwise? That's, that's the problem. But that's but the, you know the, the, you know for the people. Oh well, they had the number. No, they did not have the number. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> They're not the type. They no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <clears throat> the thing is, this is that, like you said, they think they did the right thing, and tomorrow it's all it's all in the past to them. And yeah, sure. Remember- us, it's not. It's not. And and like you said. You know, there's no supervisor of, of stewards. There's no one that's going to come in tomorrow and say, hey, uh, you guys got this wrong. Or, hey, you need to interpret this differently. Or what was your, you know, what was your logic there? And, I mean, if, if you send me in, right, you, you gave me the job of, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, <laughs> the boss of the stewards, okay? I would come in, sit him down and say, all right, guys. What happened? <laughs> what, explain your thought process here. And then they would, you know, each of them or, you know, as, as one, they would all, you know, say what they thought. And then I would say, why didn't you follow the rule as written, which declares that a horse is a starter if they leave the gate at the, you know, on the signal of the starter? The horse did not. Therefore, the horse should not have been a starter. And how much money was bad or word finished or all the pre- that, none of that should matter. Well, that's that's my thing. It seemed like it seemed like they were just taking the easy way out for them. Like, oh, it's not a big deal, so whatever, and just make it official. I, and I can't speak for them. I really can't. No, you really can't. But that's because, what because they, like. you know, they, they claimed, you know, they didn't think the horse got an unfair start or didn't get an advantage or, but that shouldn't matter. The horse is not a starter unless it starts at, uh, at you know, on the starter's signal, which it did not. It was clearly open before the starter hit the thing to open it up for everybody else. And it was close. But like I said, what if it was two seconds before instead of one second before? What if the horse had a right? Where's body the line drawn? Happened? It should be drawn as soon as the right. thing opens. <laughs> I mean, what if the horse has got a, a, a length <clears throat> coming out of the gate, but then runs last anyways? It shouldn't matter. He should have to, or she should have to leave the gate at the same time as the other horses do. When the gate opens, if the horse doesn't, you know, because you know the one guy was trying to tell me, well, you know, what if the horse dwell? What I said, none of that matters <clears throat> if the gate opened. If the gate opened the same time as everyone else has opened, then whatever happens, happens. If the assistant starter still has, you know, a hold of the horse, and that's unfair, then the horse is a non-starter. If he doesn't and the horse just just dwelts like the horse in the last race today, then that horse is a starter. You know, that, that horse didn't start because of its own um, issues, not because of uh, the gate malfunction or because this horse broke the gate before the gate was opened. Anyways, um, 
I don't. Uh, our man, Mister Mister Bidus, is is unavailable tonight. Probably at Yonkers with the big pick six carryover, hanging out. But um, I didn't really feel like talking about the first two. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not much going on there. No. Uh, the third race is a little bit of an interesting race. It's it's a. Uh, um, and yes, we're jumping right in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a, a entry level condition going a mile sixteenth on the melon. Um, the favorite is is the the eight horse uh, from, of course, Chad Brown, the Love and Thunder, uh, who has failed in her three attempts at this condition in the United States: one at Aqueduct, one at Belmont, one at Saratoga. Came close. And, She's been the favorite every every start, and she'll likely be the favorite again tomorrow. Um, what do you think about like? I know that you don't like playing these type of horses. No, um, I do. So, what is you know, what's your thought process with this race in particular? Well, I, I thought that this is a tough post. You know, I mean, Love and Thunder would have to be much the best to win. Not saying that that uh, she isn't, but this is probably the toughest way possible for her to win from that post, which, you know, I'm willing usually to bet against in a situation like that, because, you know, the factors like you just talked about, she's, she's come close, but hasn't won. I think we might be up to the same task tomorrow. Now, beyond that, there's really not too much speed in here. Um, you know, Chad's other horse, uh, the three golden plume, you know, kind of was pretty far back, even though, you know, it was never worse than third in that race in Tampa at the beginning of the year. And I just, you know, was like, well, where's this horse been since then drew off, looked really good doing it, but you know, obviously something went amiss, you know, she's coming back almost eight months later. Um, Windfall Profit, the four, seems to be a little bit on the quote-unquote cheap side. Not, like, cheap for real, but as far as speed goes, the numbers aren't, aren't really there. Um, so that, that left me with two choices. Secret Time, um, second off the layoff, you know, at the spa to, uh, at the same level. And I, I didn't think that horse kind of got the ideal trip and kitten by the sea who is actually probably the quote unquote cheapest horse in the race class wise um i just think this is a really really interesting race it's more of a rider's race than anything else i think i, I think a lot of these horses are very very talented and it's it's who's who's going to get position and, and who's going to finish um you kind of have to like the, the inside horse vividly a little bit too. Although I'm not really fond of horses, you know, on the rail off the layoff like this, but I've seen Joel do good work with less. You know, what's interesting about vividly is that Joel is her ninth different jockey. <laughs> I know that's nine starts. <laughs> uh, she, she went from, uh, Mr. Schumark to 
James Watson to Billy Buick to Tyler Gaffleone to Irad to Florence Giroux to Lady Poo Poo to Tyler. Now she gets Rosario. So um, she had a lot of chances. I mean, she she's I mean, like you look at the throwgraphs and everybody's pretty close. Yeah, they're the same. It, yeah. That's what I say. It's, a, it's kind of a rider's race. It's, it's like... It's, it is. It's interesting, you know. Like Love and Thunder got the best last out number, but when you watch Love and Thunder's race, it, you know, her last race, uh, race over the over the track of Saratoga, she looked like a dead winner in that race, and then stopped. It, <laughs> yeah, so Stop running um, or just moved up, just packed it. Right, uh, That's the high opinion. I, I thought Kitten by the Sea was interesting. Um, she's got speed, and uh, she's got tactical speed, and like you said, it's hard to tell. It, in New York, like what's going to happen in these turf races with the pace? It's just impossible without you know, like a runoff kind of horse in the race. Um, but you know she runs pretty pretty consistently. She does have three wins, and like you said, she's um, you know she she was a a, a rare Todd Pletcher claim, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he claimed her off a maker uh, back last February at Goldstream. You know, gave her time off to Saratoga, and she's you know she kind of kicked around and and started her allowance races. Uh, he brought her back for thirty five, condition thirty five, um, at the right I think the first day of the meet, and you know she was off a layoff, but she really didn't have much of an excuse that day. No. Um, and then he he you know braced her back and uh, moved her back up into the uh, the starter allowance race, and and she won you know pretty easy. Um, Getting I mean, a, a pretty good trip on the lead. I mean, uh, she loses Jose to Love and Thunder, <clears throat> picks Irad back up. Um, I thought uh, I thought Sparkling Sky, which is part of the the, uh, the entry with Linda Rice uh, and Princess Fall Zia. Um, I didn't really like either of those. Uh, Secret Time, you know, like that was a, a similar scenario. It looked like she was going to win. <laughs> And she just didn't finish. <clears throat> I thought the interesting horse in here is is Shug's horse, Windfall Profit. And I know that she's had a lot of chances at this condition. I mean, she broke her maiden last Saratoga. Um, and she's been close a lot. But her last race, she went on a mission. I mean, she just, yeah. you know, she just kind of ran off. She went 46 and 3 to the half, going a mile and a quarter over a turf, you know, rated good, uh, that was that, uh, uh, it was on, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend. And then she just finally got tired. She, she cuts back to a mile of 16th here and switches to size. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be 12 to 1. Either. She's got speed. She has tactical speed. I don't know. She had never really shown that kind of speed before. She had been on the lead in races, but, um, you know, with more typical New York fractions. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, she might be a whole here. And um, it just, it, I, I just hate betting horses that should have won that didn't. And there's a couple of them in here that should have won a couple of times. Hey, there's, there's like four of them in this race. Right. And I mean, if Golden Plume was was trained by anyone other than Chad Brown and ridden by anyone than Flavian Pratt, the horse would be 12 Seven. to 1, 15 to yeah. 1 morning line. With a 68 buyer, with a win at Tampa forever ago, I mean, 
it just would, you know, the horse just wouldn't get bad. But so you're going to take an underlaid price on that, regardless. Though she is by, um, she, she's the good mare, Nebraska Tornado. She yes, is, I think she was like champion three year filly in France. But um, you know, she's the horse that that's kind of the mystery here. That oh, you know, she's one for one. She won easy and. I don't think that field was, was stellar, um, but Tyson and like you know to Barry Spears' philosophy of, of beating a, a short price favorite that's been beaten as short price a bunch of times before. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's. What, I mean, look at the record. Look at the record. Is seven one four zero? It's true. I four mean, seconds. It's, it's very true. And one, two, three, four, five times that she's got that little asterisk next to her name as a favorite. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, and I think like, you know, this is something that we've harped on a, long, a lot of the times in that a lot of guys just want to make picks. Like this race to me is a race there. It's very evenly matched. I think there's quite a few horses could win under a certain scenario and you just have to get the right price. And like, I would like like Golden Plume would be one I'd love to take a shot on, but I'm not going to take a shot on her at three to one. No way. I'm just not going to do it because that's just not you know she should be ten to one, and you know her number is the slowest in the field, and she's the least experienced, and she hasn't run in a long time, and you know we don't know what kind of race you know she was in last time. I mean I don't think anything's really you know come out of it great, but she's also the mystery horse, right? She's the horse that's probably most eligible to really improve. So. So that that being said, uh, the Boston Spa race number four, which is a mile and a sixteenth, or the inner turf, it's grade two, um, and of course the the third race is over the uh, the melon turf. So you can't always say, uh, you know, well, let's see how the turf's playing in the third because you know the turf sometimes plays different on the melon and the inner. Though there hasn't really been any rain the last couple of days, so. Uh, the turf, the turf should be in good condition. Um, I kind of like a horse in here, and it's one of those like after the race, I might like kick myself and say, you know, <laughs> "What the hell did I like that horse for?" But um, I like the two Tama here. Uh, Tama here got two. How do I say this? Um, two brutal rides. <laughs> last two starts i mean like and and i'm not usually like a guy that's like wow this ride was terrible i bet the horse back but i mean in the just a game she was super wide chasing a a hot pace and just kind of caved at, at, at one point uh and then last race she kind of was was so rank and and I read just you know fought her fought her fought her fought her the whole race and and she got bumped she got steady she even got steady in the oh. stretch I mean he just fought her the entire race and like you go back to uh the Jenny Wiley where she ran second to uh Juliet Juliet Foxtrot um or the Sands Point where she just kind of stormed home uh, settled nicely in that race. Yeah. And this is a race. And this, is, this is the interesting part about this race is that there's no speed in here. I mean, there's no speed in here. 
No, I, I think you know Platinum Painter may wind up on the lead, but the last time Platinum Painter was on the lead in a race, they went twenty six to the to the quarter. <laughs> so she's not exactly a speedster. Uh, she was in that last race um, that Tammy here was in, and she was again, you know, she was a little bit ahead of her, but um, Tammy here was under like a, a, a hammer hold, and this is not a strong edition of the Boston Spa. The Boston Spa has been a great race over the years. This is not a good, it's really not a good edition. I mean, High Opinion is the one, she is literally like the, <clears throat> the definition of just a horse. Um, the she three, beat in the race before though. <laughs> the three Videra um, who, who we were against in the De La Rose off the layoff. Um, I love Regal Glory who got up that day. But Vita Dara. Joel did not give her much of a shot. At no, she didn't get a chance. She's you know, blocked, and the pace was really slow. And they stayed. They like they came home wicked yeah. fast. So she would have had to come home like twenty and four. And then even in the stretch, she she kind of uh, horse came over on her and, and forced her to lose her momentum. But she's going to be a big favorite. So you know, and and her style is always going to be a little bit questionable. Um. You know, Platinum Painter, to me, just isn't good enough. California Queen raced well in the matchmaker, but uh, that that was a, a less than stellar field um, as well. Juliet Foxtrot was in there, but she got a rough trip. And uh, Yeah, this horse, uh, New York Girl, was the one uh, where uh, Junior Alvarado had uh, some choice words. <laughs> that was back in the Ed, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I like that horse Jun, in this Jun race. Alvarado has kind of uh, seems like he's falling out of favor with the mock crew because he's not riding many of their horses anymore. Yeah, and that's recent too. I mean, up until like last week. Yeah, and that was his main guy, and uh, it's it's you know he's lost this mount. To uh, to Johnny Velasquez, and honestly, the comment line says check check sharp early, but she broke really slow in that race. Slow, really slow. Yeah, slow. And she checked, but I don't know that it really made a huge difference. I mean, because she was so far back, anyways. Um, maybe you know, maybe she lost a length or two, but. She was completely out of it. I mean, her last two, I mean, she, she seemed like a progressing type of horse when she took the Tampa, you know, the Tampa Trail Endeavor in the Hillsborough. And, and then she ran uh, on, on Derby Day. And, I mean, she finished ahead in, in the distaff mile. She finished ahead of, uh, um, what's her name, the filly that, that won the uh, four-star Dave. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she almost caught blowout in that race. I mean, she was, you know, she was rolling at the end. And her last two have just been bad. I mean, she like um, I'm hoping it's just the ground poorly in the just a game. Hoping it's just the ground she didn't like. It, it could be. I mean, you know, um, you know, and she, and that's that's kind of the reason why she broke bad. That's what I'm 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 gambling on there, is that you know she she likes a a lot firmer. Um, I mean, you can even go back to her race back in December. At Gulfstream, I mean, it was a super firm course that day, and she drew away. Um, but like you said, you know, to me, she was progressing. Then those two races on on you know less than firm 
courses weren't that great. So hopefully, you know, I, I like Johnny V's fit here. And, you know, with a, with a decent trip. I mean, she wasn't compromised by post position this time either. So he'll have his, his placement. And it's just about where the horse wants to finish, you know. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think David Aragona does a great job with the morning line in New York. Yes. And his lines are, 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 are pretty close for the most part. I want no part of California Queen of Two to One. I want no part of Platinum Painter at all. Um, I, I want no part of Viadera at, at eight to five or less. And I don't like I don't like high opinion at all. So I mean, to me, the two and the four are are uh, you know the plays depending on, on on the way you know if there's a scratch or if there's. I hope there's not a scratch. No, I mean, but you never know. I mean, I know you're right. But damn, we've seen so many short fields this mean. I mean, six is not a. Uh, someone was you know commenting on how deep the fields were tomorrow, and I'm like, six. Like, do you have Stockholm syndrome? Are you like identifying with your captors or something? <laughs> because <laughs> we got a six horse stake. <laughs> we got a a six horse stake. Four hundred thousand, no less. That's the that's the really crazy part. Yeah, I mean, we have one to five shots. We have two to five shots. We have four to five shot in the Travers. I mean, we have a two horse race. It looks like in the in the Alan Jerkins. So I mean, it's not like, I mean, even the even the undercard races. I mean, um, you know, the fifth race has nine before scratches. The the first race um, has well has not eight eight eight. On uh, the second race has seven. seven. So, I mean, these what are we talking about here? A lot yeah. of times, these were tens and twelves. These these weren't sevens, and this is before scratches. If you know, hopefully, no one scratches. But it is what it is. You know, like it's nice to see good horses, but uh, I'm not going to go crazy about this card. Um, I don't care about the fifth race. I mean, Brad Cox, Philly looks like uh, or cult. Ran good, adds blinkers, Whittington Park, pulls four. Kind of like the three. Uh, Miracle Nikki. Yeah. Did, eh. I, I got to say that. Did they have a horse run today? Um, I know he's entered. A Rapoli horse with someone other than Pletcher rarely gets my attention unless it's a claimer. Well, this is state bread. Same difference. Todd, Todd, Todd eats them up pretty good, so. Um, yeah, just, it, it was, it was not that interesting of a race. Yeah. And so a lot of guesswork. Um, the sixth race, this is one of the, uh, the turf sprints, five and a half. It's entry level allowance going five and a half on the melon. Um, your favorite. I'm not. I'm not huge fans of these races, but I think that the top two morning line choices are both uh, eminently beatable. Um, Big Package, who was named after me, was, <laughs> uh, is a deep closer, and deep closers are at a distinct disadvantage at Saratoga versus Belmont. Let alone being from the outside. <laughs> and, and, you know, he has one. I mean, his director of Saratoga is a win in a second. But still, it's, it's um, you know, taking short price on deep closers is, is always a little bit uh, 
a little bit sketchy. I mean, the one one of the positives about about the horse is uh, as a New York bred, it it's already won three races. So, I mean, it's proven. You know, David Dunks, um, you know, had her the whole time, had him the whole time, and I mean, he's done nothing but but do good. But to me, he's still a tough take at a shorter price. Um, Shiraz just cleared his last New York bred um, condition on a yielding track. Uh, again, I, you know, Shiraz is a horse that just second, doesn't... second, 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 second. Yeah, Loves second. You know, thirty nine starts, five wins, ten seconds. <laughs> again, you know, she he could win seven year old with with five wins. Um. I was kind of interested in, in um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. In, um, well, I'm going to see what the price is on number three, Gins and Tins. Uh, ships in for Mike Gorham. Mike Gorham has shipped in with live horses at big prices in the past. Uh, kind of has a, you know, been racing going five eighths at Pimlico, Delaware, you know, in the mid Atlantic. And traditionally, the Mid-Atlantic Turf Sprinters can, they, they've shipped and, and, and run well. Um, he's a scat daddy that's three for 29 lifetimes. So the win might be a little bit, uh, might be asking a little too much, but I don't like after five. That's the rail horse for Wesley Ward. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that horse. You know, why haven't they run this horse on the grass earlier? Why, why tomorrow of all times? <laughs> um, I guess they picked the right field because this isn't the, the greatest field, but at the same time, it's like, yes, yeah, stage left. I, I don't really like that one either. Yeah. I, I don't know which of them is going to run <laughs> because, uh, oh, stage left. I'm sorry, it's main track only. Oh, he's MTO? Yeah, yeah. Did they have, oh, yeah. It says then... Baby Yoda and stage left. So, all right. Well, that I makes... saw Johnny V was listed on both. So, after five will be the one that runs. Yeah, we don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charmed had gotten all kinds of trouble last time. The race wasn't a particularly fast race, and I think the horse is going to get overbet a little bit. Um, I, I, you know, I, I have a tough time with these one these turf sprints. You know, who ran a huge race, got a huge number, and this was his first time turf sprints was Christopher the ten, yeah. Yeah, who's a five-year-old who it took till he was five his thir- in his 13th start. Uh, he made a big, powerful run um, you know, to win that race, you know, the starter allowance. And it was far, far faster than anything he'd ever run. So I don't know if he's going to come back and, and be able to repeat that. But, uh, you know, at a, at a price, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I ended up on Mamba on three. Um. The horse ran in some pretty good races down at Gulfstream. Broke his maiden at five. Ran another one right after that, a month later, and ran pretty good. And then kind of got lost, you know. Um, he got he, at Monmouth. It, it, the post really hurt him, and he never really got his his wheels going. It was a yielding course. It was it wasn't to his liking at all. Then yeah. bounced back. At Pimlico, I think that horse is flying under the radar here a little bit. For the aforementioned Junior Alvarado. Yes, sir. 
little redemption. Um, all right. The seventh race is the Gamine Invitational. <laughs> it features Gamine, the ballerina. The, the Kettle One ballerina. They should give everybody a couple shots in the race. Yeah. Uh, seven eighths on the main the main track. Camine is three to five morning line, and as you should be, <laughs> seems to be the controlling speed in here. I know that I've seen people kind of like trying to talk about beating her, and beating her would be would would make your your, your horizontal wagers, <laughs> um, you know, much more valuable. The problem is. <laughs> if she gets out to the lead and no one challenges her, I just don't know. Um, I, I just don't know that anyone's, you know, in, no one should be able to run it down. Not in this field. No. Maybe CC. I don't like CC. Under the right I'm, circumstances. I'm, I'm tossing CC because of Victor Espinoza. <laughs> um, CC ran well last time. But she got a torrid pace in front of her. Yeah, it was it was a gift. Uh, everybody kind of stopped, and the race kind of fell into her into her lap. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to feed Sconson off the board um, because I think she's going to be the solid second choice in here. I've seen some people kind of you know talking about uh, and, and she did run really well last time. Um, can't trust that, but yeah, and uh, I, I'm gonna try to get um, casual and 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 uh, Estilo Talentioso in the number. Uh, I'm gonna toss Wisconsin. I'm gonna toss Cece. Sorry, Chad Summers. I'm gonna toss Truth Hurts. Oh, Truth Hurts. Um, but that, I, I think that's that's the way I'll probably play this. I just don't. I just don't know how you beat Gamine um, unless she stumbles out, uh, you know, and loses the rider. Like, yeah, because you know, even the horses that have a little bit of tactical speed, they're not going to want to get destroyed by her, you know. And and that's the issue. And, and Gamine can run seven eighths. That's her spot. That's her. Yeah, exactly. That's her wheelhouse. That's that's her thing. You know, a lot of great Philly sprinters have been much better going six than seven. But seven is is like you know, that's her she, zone. She has a couple destructions of fields. The, the I mean, that, the just look at the cup. test last year. Venetian Harbor is literally one of the fastest horses in America. Yeah, <laughs> and she, she just blew the doors off her. Right. Like, uh, and Mr. Baffert, of course, will not be here. Someone made a comment uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Eric, I asked the question: If Gamine wins, will she get booed or cheered? I think she'll get Probably booed. booed. <laughs> I think she'll get booed. And yeah. guess what? For all the people that are upset about that, the horses don't care. They no. horse can give a shit, man. She does not care. All right, moving on to Forgo. Forgo is an interesting race. It's probably the best betting race of the stakes in that I think there are more than a handful of horses that you could come, you could make a case could win the race. Um, there's a couple I don't like at all. Um, I don't like Mischievous Alex. I don't like uh, Double Blessed. I don't like Chanted. <clears throat> um, I'm throwing every horse that Safi Joseph runs out until he leaves here because it's not going to happen here. Um, <laughs> Double Blessed seems 
ambitiously placed <laughs> gets Saez, but I don't have much else good to say about that one. Um, you know, Lexingtonian, of course, is trying to double up on the Saratoga. Can't play Lexingtonian less than 10 to 1. If that horse is less than 10 to 1, no chance. At 34 to 1 last time, we scored out on him, but uh, we are not getting 34. Matter of fact, we probably no. would get closer to 3 or 4 to 1 than yeah, 34. Do it. Can't do it. Can't um, do it. That kind of leaves Whitmore, Mind Control, uh, Yao Pan, and Forensic Fire. And of wow. those, uh, I don't use, I don't bet Forensic Fire anywhere but Belmont because, you know, he does, he's a different horse there. Um, Yao Pan, uh, I'm going to fade in this spot. I'm with you at that short price. I mean, yep. Yao Pan's like the, the Pepto Bismol horse. It's like, what do you, what do you do with a horse like this? You see the numbers, you see the speed figures, everything looks good. But I mean, Look at the races that the horse won. It beat um, Lock. Lucky would be thirty to one in this spot. Lockie. Basin, even last year, right? Basin. I had enough of him. Basin. I, I mean, seriously. I mean, look at all the the horses that that this one's beat. I, I mean, beat them well, but it it was perfect trip. Anytime the horse has been headed, really, except for the last time they kind of rated him. Um. Didn't work out so good against the top class horses, and five to two, I I, I just can't do it. You, you're gonna have to beat me. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you there. I'm definitely with you there. Um, I like mischievous Alex bouncing back though. I, I can't. Yeah, no, nothing that guy runs. The hairball does not get any any money from. <laughs> the horses have run disgracefully bad, and you can say whatever you want, but they're not. I mean, they, they don't even make it to the eighth ball. I told you the other day. You did. You did. The, the sources not only are not winning, they're not even running they're not even good. So, like, I, I think that horse is, is – that horse ran so unbelievably fast early in the year, like, shockingly fast. Like, stupid. That it just is <laughs> never going to get back to that. Stupid fast. I'll root for Whitmore because I always root for Whitmore because I like Ron and I, and I like the horse. Um, and – you know, this is one of those races where there's not any clear speed, right? I mean, Lexingtonian sent last time from the rail because he had to, but he's not really a speed horse, right? Nope. Um, mind control went to the lead with his first start for Todd uh, in the Jan Nehru or the John Nehru, not that they don't have a Jan Nehru. So. Whoa, hey. Um, but um, I mean, they went really slow, 23 46. He's really not a speed horse. Doubly blessed is coming out of you know mile and sixteenth races. Chance it is not really a speed horse. He, even Yalpon, um, you know, since his race in the Chick Lang last October, has not been on the lead. So, um, you know, Frenzy Fire is not really a speed horse. So, you know, sometimes in these races where there's no speed, you wind up getting three of them across the track, right? Because everybody's got the idea, hey, maybe we can steal it. Um, and that might play into Whitmore's hands. Though it is still bizarre to me that Whitmore, at, at eight years old, with 15 lifetime wins, only has one win at seven A's. Yep. Likes it shorter. Um, interesting rider change there. Goes to Rosario. So, 
Um, you know, Rosario well, Santana rides for Asmussen, so that you know that's that's his. I was guy. say, well, you know, I, I'm thinking he had his choice. <laughs> uh, he probably had to ride Asmussen's horse. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. so he ended up on Yapon instead right. of Whitmore. I'm sure he could t- could have chose Whitmore, and that Steve would have got upset. So. <laughs> But it's an it's it's an interesting race, and I mean, if if you if you have a strong opinion on it, like you could you could do pretty good because I don't think you're going to see, uh, I I don't think Yalpon is going to be five to two. I, I actually I think he'll be a little higher. He should be a little higher. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's got more. a little shorter than. Uh, if you flip flop Whitmore's morning line with um, Yalpon, I think that's a little more accurate. I think I think Whitmore's going to take some money. Yeah. But Just, either way, it, it's a it's an interesting race. I, I don't have a strong opinion on it, but uh, away that's usually when I go bombs away. Yeah, that's the thing is there's not even really a bomb in there. No, I know everybody's gonna get bet. <laughs> yeah. So other than uh, the five and the six. All right, now the ninth race is a race that that we've kind of had circled for a long time. Oh man, I know I did. I was skeptical that Life Is Good would make the race, but he has. And the life is good. Jackie's warrior matchup at seven eights is, uh, I mean, this. I, I don't know about the wagering side of it, but man, I what a great matchup. I mean, yeah. it, it's a great matchup of a of a horse who, who's you know a two turn horse with a lot of speed versus the the really you know the sprinter that can stretch out and the seven eights distance. Saratoga undercard. I mean, it's just. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it'll be a great race. It should be a great race. Yeah, I mean, nobody else is a factor here. You know, I, I mean, it's no. literally almost like a match race. No, on paper, though. Drain the clock breaking from the rail is going to have to send. So Irad is going to have to send him because he just post one, um, which means that. I think that life is in good hands, even you know, more. Right. I mean, Jackie's Warrior is not going to be able to to, to, to sneak in a, a breather at any point. It doesn't look like because Drain the Clock, he's not as good as Jackie's Warrior, but he's he's good enough to keep up with him. And as soon as Jackie's Warrior puts away Drain the Clock, um, <laughs> he's got the know, monster on the outside. Figure life is good is going to be right on top of him. And, and I, yeah, life is good. It's coming off of two turn races, but you know, first time out in November, he went 21, four, 44 and four <laughs> under, under like, you know, a hammer. hold. It wasn't like he was being sent. So, uh, there is of course the always, uh, you know, tough to gauge train or change with life is good. So, uh, we don't, you know, I mean, you're assuming that he's going to come back as good. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than, man, it, you know, what a, what a, what a great matchup. Yeah. I can't wait to see this race. I'm, you know, not a, not a betting affair, but definitely one I want to see. Cause usually, you know, you know, Saratoga is a place where horses just kind of come into their own. Maybe we'll see one of those kind of performances somehow, some way, maybe Jackie's warrior just runs off. You know, yeah, or maybe be, you know he's run so big, but maybe maybe he finally you know shows some 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 chinks in his armor and, and throws in a bad one. You know, yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen, but you know, 
it, it I'd be shocked if anybody else was around. <laughs> uh, I, I was surprised that they got six. I mean, judge and jury is, is you know, making a that was massive, the, that was the... a massive leap in a second start of the year. Um, following... We'll write for you next time entry. Following C is okay. I, I mean, it, it was kind of a a real ask for him to go from six and a half to the Haskell. Uh, and, and he raced, you know, I mean, he went to the lead and he kind of alternated. It's kind of a wild card here. Front. But I don't think he's fast enough to, to really beat these horses. Again, though, might he be fast enough to force life is good to be four wide on the turn? You know, can he make it to the turn? Maybe. Um, yeah, as long I, as I, I have no I, hope from Newbaum. <laughs> as long as following season in touch, I, I think he might have a shot if they back up to him. Who they keep the four following C? If, if that horse, if if he's spotted right where he should be, he has a chance to to run him down if they slow. But I mean these these top two, it would it would be a monumental upset. Yeah, that's what I mean. They'd, they'd have to run like a forty three. Yeah, yeah. So so it should be a great race. Uh, I mean, I like I said, wagering wise, you're gonna. You're gonna to have to take a short price on on Jackie's Warrior. You have to take a short price, and life is good. He, 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 again, you know, like we look for bombs, and even here, it's hard to really come up with a bomb. Following C's is gonna be seven to one, and and do you really want to take him at seven to one? You know, not me. Uh, the personal engine, another great is, race. is the tenth. Got a big field, big field. Um, I mean these these. Philly races generally don't get big fields. Um, I mean, you look at some of the races that a lot of these Phillies have been running in. Um, as time goes by, <laughs> five, four, five. Um, you know, Bonnie South, six, five, six. They just don't race. You know, they're just uh, a royal flag, six, six, five, five. So. Um, you know, Latrushka, same thing. Six five, six five, seven six four. <laughs> she hasn't faced nine since the Shuvi at Saratoga last year. Um, obviously, she's the headliner here. Obviously, she's the main speed. Um, my question is, Who, who's going to run with her? That's what we need. We need one of these horses to go. I mean, Miss Marissa could send, but I don't know why they would <laughs> um as time goes by has speed uh and and last you, you can kind of throw the clement hirsch out i believe i don't yeah, know she that did. she liked that track and nope. she, she kind of got a stumbling start um and you know the delmar track is very odd it's been kind of they've run fast early in races or, or you know par speed the pace has been decent and then they just slow down the races just collapse so they just crawl <laughs> to me she was the one if you were looking for an upsetter a horse that can stay close enough um and maybe she can you know maybe she can head uh latrushka at the quarter pole maybe you know i don't know it's 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 tough to say but um i mean latrusha has been been super super sharp 
Uh, but she's also had everything her own way. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect Miss Marissa to go. No, I, I don't think Miss Marissa's. I mean, a she's not really that fast. No. She shows being on the lead, but she shows being on the lead in slow fractions. And the Delaware race she comes out of, I mean, she's actually cutting back in distance to a mile and eighth from a mile and a quarter. Uh, and that, that was really a, a, a dawdling pace. Um, Harvey's little Goyle has, has a little bit of speed, but not real speed. I mean, the truth is going to be on the lead, you know, and it's just a matter of, well, I think the, the, you know, are you willing to spread to beat her just in case she doesn't fire or are you going to accept her at, at short odds? I'm not going to accept her at short odds only because I, I've seen this horse run a lot, a few times in person. And I just don't, you know, I, I, I guess I'm not sold on Latruska yet, which sounds crazy when you think about it, but. I, I that's that's another reason why I think there's a lot of horses that are in this race. Um, I don't think she's unbeatable by any means. I mean, you have a horse like Bonnie South, who's who's collectively run some great races, but has the style that you least want to have. Swiss Skydiver has the ability to beat this horse on the square, but it's kind of going the wrong direction. Royal Flag ran great last time out. Maybe likes this course. I can take that at 10 to 1. Yeah. I, I mean, I like as time goes by. As time right. goes by on thoroughbreds is actually faster. Faster than yes. Latrushka. Now, Latrushka, of course, you don't have to be as fast when you're on the lead because you're saving ground every step generally. So you're always going to be 1W, 1W, you know. Um, but I would think that um, even a horse like Dunbar Road under the right circumstances <laughs> could yeah, have done. Dunbar Road last year, maybe, but this year, this year, no, it just seems like she's a step slower. She's just not. As yeah, good as she was, uh, you know, Swiss Skydiver. She I mean, let's face it, like she chased Nick's goal last time. I mean, that that's folly. And if you match up Nick's goal and Latrushka. You know Nick's goal would run Latrushka into the ground. I don't know why people want that filly to run in the uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic. She no. She's not, you know, it, it makes no sense. If the Breeders' Cup Classic had no speed and she would be the only speed, yes, you could make the case. But it, it, if Nick's goal was in the race, why no. would you run her in the race? What, what, it would make zero sense to do that. But, no, I, I think... Um, I think as time goes it's by, option here. Yeah. I think Swiss Skydiver, I think Royal Flag are all fillies that I might uh, I might take a little shot with. And, I mean, you know, we can't just play chalk, 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 chalk. Yeah, that, that hurts. That, could, that's, we, that's when uh, Barry loses. We could play Yonkers if we wanted to do that. Oh. Um, the oh. Sword Dancer, this is not a top rendition of the Sword Dancer. Now, it's hard to have a top rendition of a sword denture, any male turf race going long because they just aren't very good. <clears throat> Our guys in here, channel maker. Channel what? maker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. The two race win streak. That yeah, remember, <laughs> remember uh, when they were making fun of me? Cause I, I, I 
said, yeah. Literally won two races and won the Eclipse Award. I said, I said, Channel Maker had a good month and they gave him an Eclipse Award for it. Well, guess what, Channel Maker? You're not getting to the front. Because <laughs> I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but the one horse will be on the lead. Tribe. Tribuvan. 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 I sound like the Fonz trying to say, uh, I apologize. <laughs> uh, he'll be on the lead. Um, you know what I thought was interesting in here? Please say the horse I, I, I like. I thought Rock Emperor. Yes. I had him last time. I thought he was going to win. You know, earlier in the year, uh, the one horse, Tribuvan, <laughs> was, was kind of the rabbit for... Rock Emperor, right? Because Rock Emperor's had hadn't shown, you know, kind of a kicker, and the other one wasn't. And you know, Eric Cancel's ride him in the Fort Marcy, and he runs out to a long lead, and you know, he holds on. <laughs> then he comes back, he runs into Manhattan. He was going to win that if he didn't get run down by domestic spending and beating Goofo. And he runs him in the UN. He does the same thing. He runs off on the lead and, and wins easy. So he suddenly, you know, went from being kind of the rabbit type to uh, the main event. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, Gufo just gets too far behind. Um, a lot of these horses, like, even Rock Emperor, likes to finish second. Moretti is really, you know, I would love Moretti if it rained. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting when I first saw Moretti's name in there. I said, "Shit." Uh, He's entered in the, they got a main track only in the in the sword dancer, but he is entered to run on the turf. He worked on the turf and and they're gonna run him on the turf. And I, I don't know what his style is going to be, but he's never too far out. And of course he's always racing in mile and half, mile and three quarter races, so the pace is always really slow. So why not? I don't know what to expect from him. Uh, I guess the the cross border. I'm not playing. I'm going to no, play against some cross border. Very, great trip last time, and you're going to hear all the all oh, he loves Saratoga. Blah blah blah. I'm very against that horse. I'm against him. Uh, I had him last time. I was there for the wedding. I'm not going to be here for the funeral. Japan. Now there's an interesting horse. Um, obviously, a European <laughs> horse comes over. I watched his last race at Leopardstown against uh, a, what seemed like a you know, mediocre field, but he did carry 140. <laughs> that, horse. That, that is a um, asterisk. And maybe because of that, Ryan Moore kept him relatively close to the pace. And he, he kind of moved past the leader. Um, and of course their courses are different, but um, he opened up and, and then he just held on in that race. I mean, just held on. He drops 20 pounds. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Moore comes over, and I mean, this is the only run, you know, the only horse he's riding in the race. I mean, it is a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars race, but if O'Brien didn't like him, Ryan Moore wouldn't be here. He would be riding over there, and they would they would have gotten uh, Johnny you know, V, <laughs> right? Johnny V, or, or they would have put Mike Smith, or, or uh, you know, some, somebody else would have you know, would have ridden this horse, but Guru. Um. I mean, I don't know what to do with him. I mean, I mean, I've been solidly backing all the Euros, and yeah, it's been why stop? off. But you there's got- just something about this one 
uh, I'm just not sure if, um, you know, I saw a picture of him yesterday and, and he was all washed out because it's been, you know, wicked hot here. And I, I almost kind of wonder if, uh, you know, if that if that's going to affect him too. Though, you know, the weather the temperature has cooled down some and it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. You know, shipping across the across the sea and the potential for dehydration, I guess, is greater. But uh, give that man some water. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of against the favorites in that race. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you there. Gafo just always leaves a lot to do. Although he wins, but it's something. Uh, he, he wins on occasion. Yeah, you know, in the Kents and the English Channel, you know. But when he wins, he's usually the favorite too. Yeah, that's he's a, he, you know he, he's he's kind of a he's a nice horse. There's no doubt, but I, I don't even you know you know they added blinkers last time and he did stay a little bit closer. Um, yeah. though that was not like you know that was not a a, a field as nearly as good as this one, so. Well, I'm gonna if Rock Emperor is the right price. That that's probably one. That's my guy. All right, we have the Travers, seven horses, <coughs> prohibitive favorite at four to five. Well, what do we do here? Well, it depends. I guess the race is as goes as far as Midnight Bourbon wants it to go. Well, he. he you know, Steve Asmussen has declared he will be on the lead. You're damn right he's going to be on the lead. Uh, it doesn't look like there's anyone else that really would be a contender for the lead. I, I, I guess Mass Parade. He's going to be shadowing. Will probably try to sit second, right? I mean, that, wouldn't that be your plan to sit off the flank of Midnight Bourbon and try to force essential quality three wide around you? I mean, at least that would be my plan. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I think we talked about this on the on the show way back at the end of July on how I was not very enthused about essential quality running into the fast pace, making that middle move into the fast pace. Um, you know, obviously he's he's definitely the class here and he's the the the, the one to beat. But I don't think he's a he's a lock, even if Midnight Bourbon doesn't wire him. Um, keep me in mind is is kind of on the improve. He showed he showed a lot more speed than he usually has, um, and he's got a favorable post position too. Well, they did two things. They added blinkers again on him, mm-hmm. and then the next start they added Joe Rosario. Right, I think Rosario is it's the difference. Um, there um dynamic I, I, I remember thinking after that race if keep me in mind didn't beat essential quality that day he's never gonna he's do not it gonna beat him yeah <laughs> the problem with horses like essential quality not essential quality keep me in mind the dynamic one especially a little bit of, of miles d miles d it's just so it's just hard for horses that are is um you know just have the lack of seasoning and lack of miles underneath them to win these type of races and his style is really more of a, a one-run style, too. So, 
I mean, to me, the, the key horse here, betting-wise, wagering-wise, to, to, to make something of this is, is Mass Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, when, where does he sit? How much pressure does he put on Midnight Bourbon? Um, or, I, you know, I mean, I thought Essential Quality's worst race of the year was the Bluegrass, where he pressed the whole race. Yes. And I think Saez, you know, is smart enough to realize that as well. Um, so I think they'd be happy if Mass Parade went up and, and put the pressure on Midnight Bourbon instead of them having to do the dirty work because I just don't see anyone else. I mean, King Fury is a dead one-run closer. Like I said, Dynamic is, a, is one is a dead run-run closer. Keep me in mind is, is uh, you know, he was closer last time, but, you know, he laid fifth in a five-horse field. Um, well, one thing I, I did kind of see, at least from, you know, kind of replaying this this race and what could happen is there there's definitely a huge possibility that Midnight Bourbon and Mask Parade just quit. Yeah. Just quit. And, and then it's a free-for-all after that. So it's kind of like one of those situations where you could use essential quality on top with the long shots because, I mean, Midnight Bourbon might hang around. You know, I mean, he's definitely danced some of the dances, but he really hasn't. You know, I mean, he might have uh, the last race before he went down. Um, well, you know what? And, and there's that X factor of he felt, you know, or, or had the, you know, a real bad kind of yeah, incident. Dramatic. I mean, he's trained back. Um, you know, Steve said something about he missed the work, but, you know, he, raced on, he raced on the 17th of July and his he, he worked again on August 1st. So. I mean, he doesn't usually work them back before two weeks anyways. So uh, he seems like he's gotten plenty of work in. Um, I mean, he's by Tis now. He's out of a Malibu Moon Mare. The distance shouldn't be um, you know, really an issue. But like you said, it's, it's, uh, he's, 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 he's kind of a, he's kind of a one paced horse, you know? Right. And and you can see like the, the time that he went wire to wire back in January. I mean, he went horrifically slow. Yes. Yes. That that race was was very slow. I don't know if he can get away with that. He he might, but I doubt it. You know what I mean? They run this race, you know, 10 times. He might get that trip once that slow. Yeah. Al Stahl seemed to indicate that. Um. Ohio Derby was a little harder on Mass Parade than his previous races, and he kind of took it easy a little bit going into the Jim Dandy and thought maybe he had him a little bit under-trained going in there. Um, so, you know, off of that, uh, he's had two sharp half miles, uh, and, and maybe he's, you know, it may, maybe he's good enough. Maybe he's good enough. But that, that's, that'll be my second choice. Um. You know, everyone else, I, I just, uh, King Fury and Dynamic One, yeah, I don't, keep me I don't... in mind, those are the type of horses that win when races fall apart. And could this race fall apart like you had alluded to? Sure, it could. I mean, Midnight Bourbon is not exactly like, you know, <laughs> uh, Holy Bowl. I mean, he's got two <laughs> yeah. lifetime wins, and one of them was a maiden, right? 
So the only other race he won in his life was the the, the Lecompte, which you just pointed out, you know, was a dawdling pace. So, I mean, that, those are his two lifetime wins. And he ran well in the Preakness, but he got beat in the Preakness. Uh, he ran well in the Louisiana Derby, but he got beat in the Louisiana Derby. <laughs> and I think I think he got beat in those races by a horse that's – or he got beat in horses that, that aren't nearly as good as Essential Quality. Essential Quality is, is the fastest and the best three-year-old we have right now. That doesn't mean he's, he's, he's like, unbeatable, but, um, you know, if Mask Parade – Oh, you know, keeps Midnight Bourbon honest and doesn't run like a fifty-two half. Uh, I just think that. Um, yeah, I hate to say this, but it just looks like Essential Qualities. You know, going to have everything. He's going to have every opportunity to win. Put it that way. So, I wish I had something clever to say about the race, but no, nah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Actually, this is one of the you know. I, it's those other ones, <laughs> the undercard grade ones that are that are tougher, like the personal ensign. That's a tough race. If if you if you take out Latrushka, if Latrushka scratched, think about that race. If Latrushka scratched, Dude, it'd be a free for all. <laughs> There'd be seven in there. You say, yeah, you can make a case for. It. Yeah, you can pitch this one. Yeah, this one, you know. But um, anyways. Sorry, we we spent so much time complaining about the stewards, but it's just like, it had to be done. Had to it, be. It's it's just like a, a a sore that just keeps getting rubbed on, you know. It's like I just would love for racing to take it seriously. Just take this stuff more seriously, and stop saying all oh, other sports or, or oh well or oh we've always done this. Let's do it right. The stewards we have across the country are not doing a good job. They're just not. They're not doing good enough. This is something that we can fix, but you have to try to fix it. Going and spending some nonsensical um, uh, continuing education every couple years. Who's teaching these classes? Right, that's what I was like. Where are they getting these classes? And, And I don't want to hear this nonsense about, well, this is the way. Uh, no, this is not. This is, it's a different day. We have great cameras now. We, we should have freaking drones. Like, seriously, why is there not a drone at, at a track like Saratoga? I don't know. They got one in Del Mar. Well, TVG does. Indiana Downs has one. They do. Emerald has one. I mean, I probably hate if we. We, we we actually get one because then uh, they'd the, show it on Fox. The Fox, yeah, they, they'd show it. Uh, Lord, man, they'd have a clown shirt uh, on the on the drone uh, <laughs> to be a USS. Uh, the the five guys sponsored by five guys shirt. Right, yeah, right. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, like we can do this better, and it's not but, that hard. We have I, to hard. We have to try harder. It's not difficult to get this right. Listen, I'll be honest, and I'll, I'll say it. Saratoga's cards, for the most part, have not been very good. And, no. and it, yes, I get weather, but still, when you have so many odds-on horses as favorites in these races, you have so many short fields when you can't get horses in the claiming races, and the purses are tremendous. And and listen, I know Pans is on his way out, but 
I have no idea who they're going to bring in. I, I don't know. But whoever it is has got to stop catering to the 2% at the top. Those guys, you've given those guys so much. They're so fat, they're going to burst. <laughs> Seriously. Like, they, they put, like, Pans is, is, is and, and, and listen, he did a lot of good things. I'm not saying he didn't. He did. He did a lot of good things. Uh, he did some things that probably when he came in there, he, he had ideas that he never got to do, and it might be above his head, too. But he catered to the guys at the top. Uh, all of his accomplishments, the big days, the 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 new the new turf races, the new old you know the Saratoga Derbies and the uh, the Belmont Derbies and all those are all those are all for for the big guys. And yes, Naira has nothing to do with the New York State Labor Board, which is which is you know just basically picked on the, the business, uh, even knowing that the regulations don't really meet the the needs of the employer and employees you know they're, they're basically treating them as though they're they're people that work in, in warehouses and right you know warehouses don't eat but you've got to get the middle class guys back guys like me i used to be number six or number seven in these races and they, were, they have five in guys like us we, we used to be like you know the guys that, that had horses for those type of races. A five-horse allowance race on a Saturday at Saratoga. Carded. That's rough. That's rough. It's a any other than allowance going to seven eights. You mean to tell me there's no one on the East Coast that would come up? Pay them. Give them a check. Write them a guarantee. If you're going to do three or four or five hundred thousand dollars more in handle. Well, don't they do like studies on um how much handle Part entry, of course, and, and yeah, and, and up up to like twelve, every every entrant creates a lot more handle, and that's why smaller fields are you know not as good as bigger fields, and and yes, you're gonna have some smaller fields, especially in the stake races, because they run too many stake races in this country. We run way too many. We we've lost uh, a third of the fall crop, yet we run more stakes. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, backwards yeah. but the whole process needs to 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 it's it's like what I was talking about with the stewards right you have to get the jockeys to ride better ride safer ride straighter that's the goal that should be the goal if you get that accomplished you won't have nearly as many stewards' decisions to make because they're not going to take the chances, especially if they think, "Hey, my next, uh, my my next DQ or my next uh, incident, I get thirty days." Well, I mean, look at what happened to uh, Paco. He's been better. silent soldier. Better. He's been better. He's still a little bit, you know, little, but, little wonky at but, times. But but you know, like that's the same thing with these races. You need. To, you, you've like lost an entire you know subsection of your backside you need to get those guys back and, and a lot of it has to do with trust and relationships and I hate to tell you if you work at Naira or if you work at any of the big tracks nobody trusts you guys because <laughs> you've lied to us for years and you've made it difficult on us and you hand the big guys stuff you just hand them things you give them races 
where they're three to five and two to five more in line. Races that shouldn't be written. You don't think everyone else sees that? And when you go to ask for an extra stall or you go to ask for a race, you keep giving stuff to the big guys and there's some f- fewer small guys. You're not going to fill races. If it wasn't for the Kentucky guys showing up in force this year, how bad would this meet have been? Mm. Yeah, that... there's, there's some races, Barry, where, where they're three-quarters of the races out of town, guys. You know, you just have to do better. It's just the way it is. Like I, I said, I had a conversation with a you know, long-time racing executive, a guy who I respect, a guy who I like, who, who I think is doing wants to do the best thing. But he has been involved in, he's been in suit land for so long that he thinks like them. Yep. And you can't say, well, the full crap. Well, what have you done to, to help that? What have what is the Stronic Group and Churchill Downs and Naira and Oaklawn and uh, all the other track companies done to try to uh, increase ownership numbers? I, I can tell question. you what they've done nothing. Nothing. <laughs> These are, this is the supply. This is the supply. And. Everyone will say, well, you know, uh, well, you know what? Because God got together when you wanted to get rid of Lasix and two-year-old race and, and, and steak races, even though that probably hurt your product. Why can't you get together and say, hey, you know what we need to do? We need to get more people to buy horses. We need to get more people interested. Maybe we should treat horses, our own owners, a little better. You know? Not just the big guys who can afford to 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 to, to, to Shell out fifty thousand for a box for Saratoga. You know you got to get guys interested at some level. There's not a million billionaires out there to come in, and and stop you know funneling them all to the same guys. I mean, this is the structural problem that you have. I don't know who's going to get that job, and I understand that you answer to the board and whoever your boss is. But Naira is doing about 20% less handle than they should do. They might do 800 million this year. They should do a hundred. They should do a billion for the meat. It's the truth. You don't want to hear it. It's the truth. It's the truth. Thoroughbred racing is doing less handle than it should. And I know Crunk will be out there somewhere saying, and we do miss him, Crunk. Yes. But this sport should be better. It should be bigger, and it should be better. And, and the fact that the egos of uh, uh, are, are pumped up because, you know, handles up 3% or, or uh, oh, we have, you know, new players because we had COVID or blah, 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 blah. In the end, the product and the price of the product is what's going to really expand this. Releasing the data, not keeping it uh, monopolized. The millennials want a challenge. They want the data. They want. Um, they don't want pretty hats <laughs> and bow ties. There's a there's a huge number of of statistically oriented people out there. They play daily fantasy sports. They play um, 
a, a lot of, I mean, they, they play the stock market. They do so many things that would fit right in with us, but we're not doing, we're not giving them what they want. And that's my stump speech for today. It's a good one. Anyways, good luck tomorrow, and uh, we'll need it. I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be at Saratoga if anyone uh, sees me wandering around. Just get yourself on TV. That's all we need. <laughs> you might have a picture of me getting taken out in cuffs. Happens sometimes. Sana on grata. All the guy does is complain. <laughs> Oh, they won't let you in to begin with. Oh, man. You guys give me a whole... Have you seen this man? <laughs> they, they just keep feeding me fastballs right down the middle of the plate to complain about, too. Man. For real. Today was a layup. They they just... Layup. Uh, well, listen, Barry. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck to everybody who had a chance to listen. Um you know, it's a great day. Great day. Hopefully we won't have any controversial stewards calls. No, no calls at all. All long shots, no calls. <laughs> all right, my man. I'll talk all right, to you later. Good one. Bye.